0: We're on the air. Back. Well, party's starting early today, isn't it? To more of Early Break with Sip and Jake.
1: Simple, you are an
2: idiot. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking.
3: <laughs> on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back into the show. Early break, hour number one, sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Visit them online, gainatrucking.com. Nick Sainer filling in for Jake Sorensen, Steve Simple, Bill Bush to my left here, 464-5685. The phone number to call and text. Uh, I forgot we can't we can't disregard the YouTube stream also on the roll call that we got we got a lot of people watching and listening from multiple places on the YouTube stream. We got uh, Moonbot that says hello. Owen Owen says hello from Lincoln. Bolt says hello from Lincoln. Dustin is in Fayetteville, Arkansas. Great spot. Fayetteville, Arkansas. Right. He's from Twitch. Um, we got nobody that commented from Twitch. Okay. Jack is listening from the Big Island. How about that? Okay.
1: Um, so and- which island is that?
3: The Big Island. The Big Island. The Big One. Uh, in Hawaii, yeah, just called the big audience. uh, Zach is listening from Western Nebraska, and we also got Kobe on the starter Heyman Jewelers live video stream. So, there you go. John. I mentioned it. So, all right, gentlemen, Matt Rule spoke yesterday for uh, the first time <laughs> since early signing day on National Signing Day yesterday. Um, couple things we definitely want to get to. He was asked a couple of times about quarterback development at this time of year in the winter. Um, he was asked by our very own Steve Sipple,
0: award-winning.
3: Yes, there you go. What was what was your question, right. Sip?
1: I think it was just basically who's calling the plays. They they oh. they they you know they hired Glenn Thomas as co-coordinator, yep. co-offensive coordinator, quarterbacks coach. It's a great question. Well, yeah, there's been some talk. I mean, people have been wondering. Yeah, Nebraska's offense ranked 123rd. Last year in total or scoring offense, 117th in total offense. They turned the ball over at an alarming rate. Um, so there was a sh- staff shakeup on offense a little bit. They bring in Glenn Thomas as a co-coordinator. So you, I thought it was a natural question. how does it play calling a Well,
3: so so we'll play the shorter answer, and this is uh what Matt Rule had to say in response to Sip's question. So the beginning. Things are going. Things are just I'm falling just apart. Said that
2: to you guys from the beginning. I never. I told you guys from the beginning, Sat was going to be the OC. Sat is the offensive coordinator. Glenn is coming in as the co-offensive coordinator to work with him. Sat's going to call the plays. Glenn's going to be intimately involved in the play design and all that. But you know, I said it respectfully. I maybe came a red-turtle, but like, I just want to make sure you guys always know if I tell you something, I mean it. Like I told you guys on this podium, he was going to be the OC. I don't even consider Sat the co-OC. That's weird. Some people have looked at me like I'm not. like Sat's the OC. He's the co-OC. So. He's the collaborative OC, if that's a better term for it. I don't know, but
1: there you go. There you go. I mean, that that's, that answers that. Sats calling the plays. Sats in charge. Sats stands in front of the off. You know, Bill d- has done this as a defensive coach, as a special teams coach. He stands in front of the room. It's Satterfield's show. And I, I was good. that Rule made it clear. I'm I'm glad that he did because it because because it, that that can be an ongoing. Who's calling? Yeah, the I plays. think it's a
0: great question because there hadn't been any conversation since the new hire, right? There had not been anything. No. So there always could be some sort of change mm-hmm. when something is said there. There could be some when someone new gets mm-hmm. hired. I, I understand the question. Yep, absolutely.
3: Well, And, and to that point, Matt Rule mentioned multiple times yesterday on last year. And as duties as a coordinator, sometimes it can draw you away from your position group. That's He mentioned that a couple of times yesterday mm-hmm. in, in, in focusing on Marcus Satterfield's mm-hmm. situation. And so he was asked, what does Satterfield bring to the tight end room? And at the end of this quote, there's an interesting part where he says, and in another quote that we'll play in a second, he mentions multiple times of, I don't want anybody drawn away from the quarterbacks. And he's made that very, very clear on that. That's why Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. he brought in Glenn Mason to end up. Glenn, Glenn Thomas, Thomas excuse Glenn me. Thomas. Glenn It'd be Thomas. awesome if it's Glenn Mason. I, that'd, I apologize. That'd Mace. Be Mace. Former Mace. head coach <laughs> at uh, Kansas
0: and in, in Minnesota now. Oh, <laughs> yes. yep. In, yep. Probably in his so early 80s. QB, Yes. So, <laughs> QB. Been in the league. Been in the league. This is why he <laughs> brings in a quarterback. But, Glenn but, Mason
3: will be well, here. <laughs> we'll get him on air tonight. <laughs> what does Satterfield bring to the tight end room? Here's what oh. Matt Rule had to say. <laughs>
2: Yeah, so when when Sat coached that, you know, Sat's an old, he played receiver in college, you know. Um, So his knowledge of of route running, he was a receiver coach when I first met him. His knowledge of route running, yet still having that same tough mindset, I think is exactly what you need. I, I personally believe tight end is one of the harder positions from a cognitive standpoint to play in football. You have to understand all the, Nuances of the run game, all the run game calls on the run game. Sometimes you're involved in the protections, and oh, by the way, you also have to run routes. And if you have a really good tight end, you know, like Fedoni or Nate and those guys, you don't want to play in just one spot. So now you have to go out and be number one. So I think it's someone who can teach route running, teach blocking, but also teach all the concepts well enough that they can adjust. He was my tight end coach at Baylor. You know, he had he had a young player in Ben Sims who he was pushing, 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 and now you know Ben's Ben's catching touchdowns in the NFL. So. I think uh I think Sat naturally has that and his his personality is one of a, he's an aggressive person. And you can't really always be aggressive <laughs> coaching the quarterback. You know you have to kind of bring them along. Um so I I am excited about it. I think he'll I think he'll do a really nice job in that room. Um you know we'll see what the rules are with analysts moving forward if analysts are allowed to coach or not if so, you know someone can help them. as time constraints always pull the coordinator away. But I just don't want anyone pulled away from the quarterbacks. Right. I want that person in there full time with those guys because they're going to need it. Uh, as young players as they try to get ready.
1: Harburg Heinrich had said in an interview in a Carney radio station, I, I think it was last month, that there wasn't a lot of work on mechanics, technique. Uh, there wasn't as much as there was when they had Mario Verduzco just coaching quarterbacks. Was, you know, Mario didn't do mm-hmm. any coordinating at all. He was just a quarterbacks coach. So there was a lot of technique, a lot of mechanics stuff. And Heinrich did say he didn't, highlight it you got you got to listen it's He kind of threw it in but it caught my attention he said yeah there wasn't you know we the quarterbacks understood the always always understood the offense what we had to do but there wasn't a lot of technique work and i think that's what what rules sort of referring to bill is that it it could be i hate to put words in
0: someone's mouth but i'm sure that's what it is it's like hey you want to heinrich you 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 want to be um yeah i I mean of course rule but yes i you you don't want to uh those things happen a lot for you. You can get away from what can happen to you very simply is that when you're struggling a little bit and you're working so hard at the play instead of the technique also within the play, there's a lot of things that go with that. And the quarterback, his his level of what he has to have, his knowledge, this, he's he's in command of everything. He's the five-star general, and it's a lot more. It's it's a lot more that has to be going on through his head compared to everyone else on, on, the, team. on the team. And so so that that little part of like that when you when sometimes it's like, hey, what's the look here? Well, we have if we have this look, we have to go to this, we have to get out of this, or the ball's gotta go here. Well, all those times you're looking at looks and things like that, then you're not doing some of the some of the, the, the simple Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich.
1: Is that is there any position close to that? Is it would it be middle linebacker like a, a who's calling out, out defense? Is it is it even close to the quarterback?
0: There there's spots that are close. Every position coach would probably say that. Like, so if I'm coaching the DBs or the safeties, i be like mm, mm, I'm awful complicated here. I'm making all the checks in the back end. I'm making all the adjustments. I'm making these these things done. But whatever it is, I'm making all the calls. Uh, middle linebackers are doing the same thing. So. Off the ball probably has more things going on, so what I always say is down the middle, which would be safeties, middle, middle linebackers will be a little bit more of what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the the d line position is much more of a technique position because okay. in in general, if you're a d lineman so like, like safeties might line up you may change 30, <laughs> 40 yards in an area you line up mm-hmm. generally if you're if, if you're Nash, I'm going line up directly over the center. I might shade the center mm-hmm. or I might line up on the guard in some form. Like that. So it, his alignments come down to about this much. And that, he's being told. That, that, right? Being told where by the call of what yeah. he's doing and what's going on. So it's a little bit, a little bit less for those. But then at the same time, they're putting hands on people every play. Yeah. So the, the, the physical demands are outrageous for that position. Outrageous and is a good word. Yeah. They're putting hands on people every play. Mm-hmm. So it's not quite as hard with, with, With this part of it like that, with what I have to build to get done, what I have what I have to do is much harder
3: uh, because of the physicality of the position. One more that I do want to get to is uh, sticking with the quarterbacks. He Matt rule mentioned something along the lines of nowadays quarterbacks always recruits always are looking for the best situation to walk into and how it can be extremely fluid because coaches leave. We saw it this year with Kalen DeBoer uh, leaving towards the end. Of, I mean, towards uh, in the middle of the off season in January, right? Mm-hmm. When the coaching carousel was relatively finished. Mm-hmm. Um. So, so Matt Rule spoke a little bit about quarterback recruits and how they're always looking for the best situation possible when they walk into a new place. Here's what he had to say.
2: Quarterback recruits now are always looking for the right situation. And five years ago, that made a ton of sense, right? Like, you're looking at a school, you're like, well, you know, Sipples about to graduate. So they only have hey. two quarterbacks. Well, I mean, what does that mean anymore? Right. They, you know, they lose all their quarterbacks. They bring in four portal guys. So looking for the right situation is very rarely the truth, right? You know, you might go there and all of a sudden the coach might leave and all of a sudden it's, you know, it's a whole different set of circumstances. So I think um, quarterbacks should go somewhere, Mitch, where they, they, they are taught how to play quarterback from the ground up. And that's what I like about Glenn, the way he teaches the quarterbacks, they could be they could be in the air raid. They could be in the run and shoot. They could be in a pro style offense. He's still going to teach them, um, and he's going to he's going to scaffold that teaching, and just keep keep kind of you know taking them to that next proximal state where they're learning just what they need to learn. You know he's not going to dump it all on top of them. He's not going to keep it too simple. He's going to start with the fundamentals and just kind of keep building it as they go. So, you know we hire Matt Ryan. To me, when he coaches Matt Ryan, you know, it's he's working up here, right? When he takes over for P.J. Walker, he's kind of working down here. But then eventually P.J. got to that point or to a point as a pro. So that's what I like about what he'll do for those two young players. He'll meet them where they are, but he'll have high standards for them. Uh, he'll be demanding of them. He has a great way. And then, you know, Heinrich's a young player. You know, he's he's been on the team for a while, but he hasn't played a ton. And so to me, he can yet again um, meet Heinrich where he is. The goal is to get them all to where they're all – uh, all-conference-caliber players in the Big Ten, and then circumstances will dictate who starts. But, you know, history has shown, like, if you kind of just stick around somewhere for a while and you're a good player, eventually you get your shot. And eventually, when you get your shot, you better play well. So I think he'll help both those guys play really well.
3: There you go. On the on the, and the quarterbacks injuries. and development
1: there. Better get to the injuries here. Um, there, are, there, there, there Can, is we, can this...
0: we push back on one thing? Sure. Was there anything discussed on the number of quarterbacks?
1: Yes, he said that three's good in the spring. I can paraphrase him, Nick. Three's good in the spring because Bill, these are all three young guys. Mm-hmm. He, even you know Heinrich is a fourth-year junior, but he's twenty years old. The other two are true freshmen, so they get a lot of reps. They need a lot of reps. Yes, need a lot of reps. Need a lot of reps. You get those in the spring. Now he did leave open a possibility, or or kind of, he said he would welcome another quarterback for the you know the summer. Mm-hmm. For August, going into the season, if if that would present itself, and it, you know if it would work for both sides, so yeah, he does like the idea of three young guys getting a lot of reps in the spring. Yeah,
0: that's a great idea. It, 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 that's just a low number. Mm-hmm. That's just for 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 number. for, for college football.
3: Yeah, it he is. said he said it yesterday that he's usually comfortable <clears throat> with four, but the thing is, we also know where the staff stance is on taking one year one one and dunce, right? Yeah, and and also, I mean, let's be realistic here if you are you going to be able to find a fourth guy that wants to come in right and mm-hmm. frankly let's be real sit probably behind Dylan Raiola
0: yeah yeah, yeah. keep it real
3: i
1: like that <laughs> got
3: to keep it real I mean, keep it, it real that's what we're doing it here. is
1: yeah it is a you got to fit him into this sort of mm-hmm. Puzzle that is not because we're starting easy. to see
3: we're starting to see it fall out in the recruiting class. Like Alex Mansky, once Dylan Raiola made the decision, Alex Mansky was not going to be a Nebraska Cornhusker.
1: He committed to Iowa, it go,
3: goes to Iowa State. Like th- those things just happen, and that's part of it. And so now, throughout this process of trying to fill that quarterback room, it might be more e- it might be easier said than done.
1: injuries real quick, guys. He ruled out for the spring rule. Ruled out. Uh Ramir Johnson, who has a hip. Mm-hmm. The running back and Gabe Irvin, the running back, was a shoulder. Uh, also, ruled out Isaiah Garcia Castaneda knee. And the big one to me is Turner Corcoran, who has yeah. a foot injury. Corcoran started seven games last year, six or seven games last year. He is dealing with more of a long term recovery and could remain out into the beginning of the season. So, hello, mm-hmm. Teddy Prohaska. Mm-hmm. Um, Turner was the starting left tackle to begin last season, but now if this is a Teddy Prochaska show,
3: it was also disappointing to hear yesterday. Uh, he was asked briefly about Micah Mazuka Yeah. And here, actually I have the quote. We can just play, yeah, the yeah. Quote yeah, really. play that. One. I like that. Here one. is uh Matt rule on just a, on just a very brief update on Micah mazuka and, and where he's at currently.
2: Yeah. You know, Micah, um is a talented player. Uh, Micah is going to have to do all the things I just talked about. Micah is going to have to understand like the university of Nebraska, like we work, we grind we pay the price um it's not about what we did it's about what we're trying to do um so i love mike i've known him since he was in high school but uh you know mike has got a way to go in terms of understanding the standards that are here
1: this is a there this go. is a, those comments are much different than what he said about Jamal Banks the wake force yes. receiver who's who's really adjusted well in fact how they have their award points for what they do in winter conditioning and banks leads by a ton yeah the Mazooka he's a guard you know he he started at baylor started at florida he i, I mean i have him penciled in as a starting guard mm-hmm. but those, i mean rule especially with older guys will he'll criticize them yeah. you know um publicly and which is probably okay send the kid a message a little bit mike schaefer joins us in the seven o'clock
3: hour before first nice. we got a uh, song of the day sponsored by starter hayman jewelers that's coming song up next Benson. on time today on time we're staying on time on time and on schedule here we are early break on the ticket
0: everybody in your crew identifies as either big mac burger mcnuggets or mccrispy sandwich but you're the filet fish sandwich all day that crispy fish that savory tartar sauce that melty cheese that pillowy bun yeah you get it every time